Hey everybody, Brian David Marsh for Top 8 Magic here with Michael J. Flores. Uh, we're in the shadow of Madison Square Garden. The new home of Carmelo Anthony. I thought, I thought, you, thought, you, I thought you told me it was a Chauncey Billups trade. Uh, <laughs> Chauncey Billups is much better than Carmelo Anthony. Um, but we were just going to thin the herd right here, right? We'll start off with basketball and then move on to Magic. But he's old. I mean, like... Actually, this is interesting. We, we spurred a, a large discussion today. We actually were in agreement over this. Um, and a lot of other people are just very bad at making decisions. Um, you asked me this morning, if you're going to reboot the NBA from square one, you're going to draft a new team. Right. Who do you take first pick? Everyone's their current age, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't just say, I'm going to take Kobe, like, out of high school. <laughs> I mean, or LeBron out of high school. Or LeBron out of high school. I a better school. choice than that. Um, or Kevin Garnett out of high or, school. Or Michael Jordan out of high school. Was Michael Jordan out of high school? No, he, no, Michael he was, Jordan was he out went, of college. He yeah. went to... Went to school in North Carolina. So, uh, we both said we would take Blake Griffin first. Blake Griffin or Dwight Howard. I love Dwight. It's first pick Blake Griffin, second pick Dwight Howard is the right, right order. I, I, also, I also do really like Durant. Um, I mean, I can concede you Durant's a pretty good player, but if you're going to go that far down the tall guy route, right? Is it, yeah. You start with the talls. <laughs> you know, there's, it's like I told someone today, you know, Chris Paul is just such a better player than anyone else at his position. He's the top five player in the NBA. But, you know, if you're not going to get a tall guy and you're not going to get a LeBron James, you're going to use your, your picks on those kind of players first. The difference between... A, there's at least a lot of guys at Chris Paul's size and position sure. that can play basketball. There's one Dwight Howard, you know. And there's there's one LeBron James. And there's one Kevin Durant, arguably, also, right? Well, there's the better Kevin Durant. His name's LeBron James. But the... Well, you, but, you, but again, you're building for the future. I mean, you get you get Kevin Durant. Five, dude. It's not like he's a million years old. How, how old is Durant? I don't know. Younger than 25. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You take I mean, like, a, a take Blake Griffin. There's a lot of mileage on, on, on LBJ at this point. I mean, he's he's played like whole career already, given yeah. his his trips to the playoffs and all that. The uh, what I'd say about Blake is, you know, Landry Fields is a top 20 rookie ever, all time rookies ever. Landry's one of the 20 best. He's definitely lightning in a bottle, right? Blake is 25. Is he the best second-round pick ever? He might be. Well, I don't know. No. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I don't know. He, he's still a rook. But the fact is, uh, he must. I mean, as a rookie, <laughs> very well might be. But, I mean, what I was going to say is Blake's like 25% better than than, uh, than Landry. And yeah. Landry's a top 20 rookie. So. It's not, and Landry's he's a shooting guard. Yeah. It's so unlikely for a shooting guard to be productive at all. He's so, he's just, I don't he's like... It, Very it, good it, at basketball. It's like he's running the peaks. He like knows where to be at all times. It's, it's not, why do people like Darren Williams so much? I, I, I don't, don't really, I, I don't, I've watched him play I don't at all. dislike Darren Williams. Like, I think he's fine. He's obviously a star caliber point guard. But people who pick Darren Williams over Chris Paul, it's inexplicable to me. Like, I was just looking at their stats, their stats compared on the year. Chris Paul scores fewer points than Darren Williams. But he's vastly better in every other statistical area, including shooting percentage. He's so much better at shooting, so much better at getting rebounds, getting steals. Bella, what's up, babe? What's wrong? You don't like the song that came up? Yeah. So go do this, and then you can look, pick the next song. You want to play, listen to that one instead? Hi. Steve Staten just walked in. We also have Bella Flores here, but she's being a diva. She's listening to the iPod right now. Bella, she's you, you, she's, she's, she's too big. <laughs> you want to answer some questions, and then I'll let you guys listen to the iPod again? All right. So, just a warning. Bella's a little bit 
salty right now. Her karate class got canceled because her teacher got stuck somewhere. And also, she doesn't really know what a podcast is. So if we ask her a question and she does not... You can't, well, you can't ask her yes or no. She's not going to... Okay, so, like, for example, you could ask her, what are the various types of stinky? <laughs> what are the different types of stinky? <laughs> What's the biggest type of stinky? Bella, don't answer those. Those are silly. <laughs> Brian, ask a question that, that you know Bella has a, a good good opinion on. What's your favorite uh, card? Lightning bolt versus great sable stag. <laughs> Lightning. <laughs> okay. Uh, great. Wait, 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 what do you think of great sable stag in general, Bella? Uh, I think great sable stag can block big jays. <laughs> Why do you think that? You can't, first of all, it can't block Big Chase. <laughs> Just make that up. What do you really think of Great Sable Stag? I think a Great Stable Stag. <laughs> Is this silly talking in a little box? Mm. I heard you think it's just a deer in some trees. Uh, I think if it could block out black and blue. I think it's pretty good. Yeah? What's your favorite card? Soren. Why do you like Soren the best? I like Soren the best because he can take away your turn. Was Soren always your favorite card? Only when... Before that, I heard of Soren. I liked Big Chase. Yeah? What do you like about Big Chase? Big Chase could take away your whole deck. Yeah? You don't like what anything that Soren or Jace has to offer until the point that they're taking away your turn or your deck. You just think about the biggest thing they can do, is that... Mm. Yes. Do you like any creatures? Yes. What creatures do you like? Grave Titan. Yeah? Grave Titan? Why do you like him? Because a... Uh, he, he's like so powerful and he makes a lot of zombies in just one turn. Yeah? Do you like any other creatures or just great great sign? Thanks, Slayer Angel. Brian told you to say that, didn't he? I was just about to say it. <laughs> yeah? Who wins in a fight between Bane Slayer Angel and Grave Titan? Grave Titan. Yeah? <laughs> but Bane Slayer Angel gets life. I but he still wins. Are <laughs> <laughs> those the only creatures you like, Fanslayer, Angel, and Grave Titan, or do you like any others? I don't know any others. You don't know any others? None at all? What about Bloodbraid Elf? What do you think of him? Her. It's a her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? What about, uh, that's the only ones you like? What about, what about 15? Who do you like? Emrakul. Yeah, you like. What do you like about Emrakul? Emrakul is like so big and so powerful, and he can't be targeted. So he can't be targeted. He's big and powerful and can't be targeted. But I thought you didn't know any other creatures. I, I Emrakul. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, do you like any spells? That do you like? What kind of spells do you like? Time walk. Time walk. Um, what about any other spells? Do you like scape shift? Yes. What do you like about scape shift? Scape shift can... It, I like it because 
it takes, you have to take five cards. And then what happens? Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be five. It can be any number, actually. But what happens to your opponent when you, you cast Escape Shift? You're shrugging? You were singing a song earlier. <laughs> you don't remember what you are saying? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah? All right. <laughs> All right, Steve, you could talk. All right, so Bella, how do you feel about Dark Confidant? I don't really like him because what if when you when you look at the top of your deck you see an Emerald Cool? <laughs> and how do you feel about Baby Jace? I really like Baby Jace. <laughs> Bella, how much do you take if I cast Scape Shift? What do you say? Scape Shift, you take a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> do you like any lands? What does Scape Shift get against lands? What kind of lands do you like? Reflecting cold. You like <laughs> you, you really? What do you like about Reflecting Pool? It's because it can make any uh, car, uh, any land color on play. Yeah. So you find it to be very versatile. Yeah. Then you, if you have Reflecting Pool, you can play any Titan you want. You can play Grave Titan. You can play Primeval Titan. Do you like any other Titans or just Grave Titan? I like Primeval Titan. Yeah. So what about Frost Titan? Do you like him? <laughs> no! <laughs> Why not? I like Primeval Titan. Why don't you like Primeval Titan? I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. I like, everyone likes Primeval Titan. I like Frost Titan. Why don't you like Frost Titan? I do not like Frost Titan because his power is like even Big Jace can do it. <laughs> <laughs> it just has such, like, such bad powers. <laughs> <laughs> Who has good powers? I'm record. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really argue with that. Yeah, very true. Earlier today, Bella told me that she likes Emrakul and Grave Titan because they might as well be planeswalkers. <laughs> she said, you look at them, they might as well be planeswalkers. <laughs> That's her criteria for a creature. <laughs> Isn't Grave Titan a titan? Yes, he's a titan. <laughs> then how can he be a creature, too? His creature type is titan. You know, you're trying to trick me, you're saying that he's a creature, it could be a titan, it could be an elf. Like, who's an elf, you know? Blood raid elf. Right, so it's a creature, it's an elf as well. It's a creature type. It's kind of confusing if you're six. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're Mike. Or if you're me. <laughs> Did you think Steve played good cards in his deck at the Pro Tour? I think somebody would if they really cared to win. <laughs> <laughs> what cards should Steve have played? He was playing white. What cards should uh, he have played? Big Jace, <laughs> Little Jace. <laughs> what else? Big Slayer. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Those cards were in the deck that won that tournament, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
They also had white creatures, but different ones than the ones you played. Did they, you play any of the creatures that they played? Uh, no. 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 But I played more hawks than they did. Just not the right one. <laughs> hawks. Well, are you are you done? Just want to listen to music now? Yeah. Okay. So what do you want me? What do you want? What do you want me to put on? So we, we, while we were waiting, they were talking about uh, redrafting the entire NBA from scratch. So I imagine the CBA agreement comes down, and they're like, "Oh, we screwed up. You gotta, you gotta pitch everybody back in the pool. You have first pick. Who do you take to start your franchise? Everybody's the exact same age they are now." I, in this alternate universe, is LeBron not a total jerk? <laughs> Oops. Bella. Bella, what, what basketball teams do you like? Uh, the Cavs. You still like the Cavs now? Yeah. Yeah? When did you really like the Cavs, though? Uh, when the, the LeBron was in. Yeah? Do you still, you still like LeBron now that he's gone? Uh... Only when the Heat fights uh, the Cavs. You like LeBron when the Heat fights the Cavs, or you like LeBron when the Heat's fighting other teams in the Cavs? When the Heat is fighting other teams, but not the Cavs. What happens when they're fighting the Cavs? Who do you like? Uh, I don't know any good players. <laughs> It's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're done. I think it actually might be Kevin Durant, but I think the sky is just the limit with him. You guys are just Durant. Yeah, he's awesome. Love him. He's tarantula. <laughs> he's so cool and nice. <laughs> and we also, we were, Mike and I on Twitter, Snap said Blake and um, Dwight. That's legit. The idea that you're never going to get another big. Yeah. When it, when it, but I don't, I don't think it wheels. I think it goes like regular draft. Like it goes like regular NBA drafts. So you get like first pick, and then how many NBA teams are there now? Forty-nine, a hundred, a thousand. Four of them are relevant. Yeah. Which are the relevant teams? The Cavs, the Hawks, <laughs> the Clips, and the Knicks. The Knicks, right? <laughs> for, for magic purposes. <laughs> the Cavs, the Hawks, the Clips, and the Knicks. And we're going to see two of those teams play against each other in a couple of weeks. Very exciting. With the <laughs> Clips slash Hawks fan. <laughs> Brian was going to buy the tickets a while ago, but he forgot to. And then there's a tax on us now. <laughs> We can't get tickets. We know we, we got, got tickets. There's just a Carmelo tax now. <laughs> we bought them before the news broke nationally, but it had broken Twitterly. I thought that, that you bought these tickets like a month ago or three months ago when we talked about it. That was the plan. <laughs> I am. Have you, have you ever noticed how frequently I update it. podcasts? Just don't tell anyone that you did that. Okay, I won't. And they'll, and they'll still ship. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. We're going to the game uh, Wednesday. Uh, who are they playing on Wednesday? The Bucks. Bucks. But it doesn't matter. Who, who's on the Bucks? Bogut. Uh, uh, what's his face? Brandon, Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings yeah. that we should have drafted. Who, yeah. Who's, you know, probably going to score like 80 points on us. <laughs> I think that the T-Wolves is a good team for the Knicks to play against. So you could see, like, Kevin Love go, you know, 40 and 40 or something. Fine, as long as they lose, I don't care. How many rebounds has someone ever had? I think Kevin Love is the is the ceiling on how many rebounds you might be able to see. Like the, the perfect game and just all the rebounds? He's, like, he's so good. had a game where he had like 70. Do you think that Kevin Love's just going to be stuck, stuck there for his whole career, like unable to ever get out? Because like, they put the lockdown on Garnett for so long. I'm just kind of hoping <laughs> As soon as Garnett got out, he won a title. 
<laughs> I mean, I might, I don't know, I might take Kevin Love real high. He's super good. I mean, I don't imagine he's back there on the swing around. He, he's got to go in the, the first ten picks, right? He's big and an insane rebounder. I don't think he goes in the first ten picks. He's an, also an insane shooter. His ball goes into the, the hoop when he throws it up into the air. That's good. And, he, and then if, it, if somebody else misses, because he wouldn't miss, he gets the ball into his hands on a kind of being the best rebounder in the league. And you also have to realize, like, not many of I understand his he's white, okay? Like, right. I understand that. Like, That's not, not really his teammates know how to jump, which makes it a lot easier for him to get rebounds. So neither Dwight. So you're saying Dwight, Dwight has Gilbert Arenas on his team now. <laughs> I used to love Gilbert Arenas. Me too. He was like Shard Lewis, too. They had, like, a power forward who could shoot threes. That's no, I just love the fact that, like, Gilbert Arenas got suspended for pulling guns, out guns. guns. On his teammate, because of an unpaid Jean Rummy bet. That <laughs> <laughs> they ship him to the Magic. I saw him, Brian, today. I think that the Knicks have a better shot beating the uh, the Heat than they do the Magic or the Celts. But like the, the Celts are old and slow. Yeah, that's yeah, what really, I say every really, time they beat the Cavs in the playoffs. They're like, really the deep. Celts are old. Yeah. And they're like they've got good players at every position, and they've Ray got good backup players. Literally in having position. his best season ever this year at 108 or however old he is. They're going to get West back. Like, their team is good. I hate to say. They're slow and old. We're fast and young. Yeah, not your point guard. The best player on your team other than Landry is going to be a million-year-old point guard. Our team's so sweet. (laughs) I actually just love all of our players. Yeah, Phillips is a superb and highly underrated player. He's very, very good at basketball. Like... I, know, like, I actually think that I prefer having Phillips to Felton right now. Yes, Phillips is better than Felton. However, Felton Well, especially since not... you don't want Felton shooting. Like, you already, right. you've, already, you've already got, like, Amari and Carmelo fighting for, well, like, a I lot of shots. It depends. If we keep Felton, did we get to play with an extra basketball? Oh, here's the thing. Uh, Phillips is superb on the perimeter, right? Like, they call him Mr. Big Shot. He's such a great yeah. shooter. And then, like, I guess he'll be open because people will mistakenly be guarding Melo or whatever their coach accidentally told them to do. I'm I'm doing exactly what you told Bella not to do. I'm just sitting here shaking my head and just dust. <laughs> I think I actually think that Amari could go like thirty ten and ten, like on a bunch of nights. Yeah. Ten, the last ten being turnovers. Yeah, a triple double. <laughs> you a cripple. Double. Yeah. You you understand that like the reason he's doing ten turnovers is because they have like four guys on him. They like actually quad teaming him. I didn't look that far on the on the box score because they didn't wrote that on the box score. But they did write. I mean, you have to. You actually have to watch a basketball game once in a while to. I mean, I understand. Like, I, I'm the opposite of you. Like, I actually, I'm actually completely like I have. I don't, you know, believe in God. I don't believe in any kind of religion. I believe in sports. So I actually, I actually don't look at stats. I don't do. Oh, uh, I see. I don't do VORP. I've like kept kept that right. I, I don't want to know how bad oh, the second you baseman just is. I want to be happy. I want to be. I want. I want to know. You feel engaged. Like it's it's like want. it's like religion. I want to suffer, 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 and then be happy. Uh, Except a, actually, I'm I might a, actually get paid off on I'm my version. I'm a Cleveland fan. I'm a Cleveland fan. So we just suffer and then suffer some more. That's fine. Um, I will say That's this. That's like Judaism. I will say this. The top Jews don't believe in the afterlife, right? 
No, but we do believe in bagels. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is what I know. We'll, we'll finish basketball because, like you said, we're going to weed out our listeners. We've already weeded out everyone. I mean, we, <laughs> the only people who are listening are like, oh, don't talk about that. For sure. Uh, do worry, guys. Keep listening. Bella's going to be on more later. Williams is deaf listening right now. He's, like, taking care of a new baby. He's going to have something to do with his time, right? Uh, so you got a, a six-year leap on Liliana with, uh, with, with How Bella? do you trick... <laughs> is it naming his daughter after a magic card? Are you kidding me? It's pretty smooth. She must not know that it's a magic card. Uh, you know, Amari's got, of the top four turnovers this year, top four turnover games, Amari's got three of them. He's got an 11 and two tens. High five. That's fine. He's fine with it. Yeah, whatever. That's what happens when you have a point guard who doesn't like to pass. Oh, you guys, you got to hold on to the guys, ball. All, up until this trade today, you're like, oh, he's real good. I'll take him over, and then you just name another point guard who wasn't CB3. I'll take him over him. Yeah, true. <laughs> now you don't like him that he's gone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's your point? All right. My dad liked Felton. I, I like Felton. I like Felton. I'm, ex- I'm excited about having Philip for a year until we get... CP3? CP3 or... Your favorite, Deron Williams? I like CP3 the best. I know you do. Or just Dwight Howard and keep keep builds until he's 70. What what are you going to do with Dwight Howard? You're going to play him at center, and then you're going to move Amari over to power forward? Well, I mean, our center's... He is at power forward. Isn't he listed as a center? No, our center's Ronnie Turiaf. Yeah, he's awesome, by the way. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that... Didn't Amari start at center in the All-Star game? He started at center. He might have started at center, but he's, he's, he's power forward. They don't want people playing defense okay. in the All-Star game. I understand. You played with Shaquille. They're not both center. I mean, it's not the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's talk about magic. All right. So I, uh, I posted something, just another thing. I posted on Facebook the other day. Best players playing currently without a top eight. Pro Tour. Pro Tour without a Pro Tour. Masahiko Morita. But he's not playing currently, so oh. like, I mean, he's like, I mean, he's got 208 lifetime pro tour points. Yeah. Like, so he's no one's, no one's even close. Like, you, 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 you like, get, uh, Bernardo da Costa de Cabral, or is also like got 150 points, but no copy. It's, it's like, I snapped Masahiko Morita. I don't know. Did you predict that for me? No, I mean, it's, I mean, he's well known for not having the top. Jerry end. Thompson. It's like, yeah, it's like yep. Jerry Thompson, Gudanis Vidagaris. Um, Sam Black. Uh, we just said Jerry. You're just going to name players from Wisconsin? Paul Chion. Oh, he's not from Wisconsin. He's not really active, though. I mean, he's top eight degree. He's top eight. Get Adam Yerchik. Oh, Adam Yerchik. He's good. Ad- Adam Yerchik is so, like, underrated. What about Tim Aiden? Tim Aiden has 90 lifetime points. So if you want to sort of set an arbitrary barrier of 100 points... And then you also no, you didn't ask have, if there was an arbitrary barrier. Then you, then you, you also don't have to include Stewart right that way. Who, who, are, who are the good – what you said is who are the good players who are presently yeah. active who haven't got a top eight. I don't think whether or not you have 100 sure. points is a barrier whether or not you're good. Is, I mean, is, how, eight, how, is eight active? How many points does Brad have? I don't know. Brad has uh, like 97. 97. Yeah, so I mean like – But he has top eight. Yeah, but you'd be crazy not to name Brad, right? Sure. So like – So sure. the fact that uh, – So then we've also got like David Ochoa. Ocho, Ocho for sure. And Owen Turtenwald. Owen Turtenwald, yep. Owens. Ben, ben Lundquist? Oh, ben Lundquist, I yeah. like beat down Benny. You know who might be like a, a quiet option there, like people that don't think of it all, is Zach Hall. Zach oh, Hall? Zach Hall, Zach Hall is good. like, Zach Hall has some like insane run of top 32s. Like he's just, 
He's actually just this like really consistent. People think of him as Bizon Benny Jr. I think he's really good. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if he's on the list or not, but um, Ari Lax is like clawing up there. He has a couple top six. He has so a, I think he's one name top old six players, team. not young players. Why? Well, we're naming yeah. active players. Because that's what I just arbitrarily said, like Brian was like, with <laughs> this barrier so we don't have to name Stuart right. Okay. All right, let's talk about something else. This is, a, this is not a, a fertile, a fertile I think it's pretty seed. You just don't like it because you don't have good things to contribute. Yeah, I have nothing to say. <laughs> players are good, they top eight. That's it. <laughs> what about Steve I mean, Steve, I was just going to say, like, Steve, Steve is 81 points. 85 now. 85. Oh, that's right, because Paris isn't, uh, was it, isn't in the listings. Does Steve Moshowitz have a top eight? He might. I like people who are trying to contribute on Facebook, and we're like, what about Steve-O? And we're like, uh. uh, Brandon Shield. Oh, this Ooh, how many points does Brandon have? 95. Wait, oh, wow. Here's a better question. Brandon, all right, Brandon has, like, two ninth-place finishes, right? Uh, 11th. There were 11th. Two 11th-place finishes. Here's, here's a similar, but but more more battle-generating question. Paris is over. What does this do for the Hall of Fame ballots? That was that was actually my that's, topic. That's what's interesting. That's actually my topic. Because I'm voting for Paul for sure now. You're voting for Paul Rietzel. For sure. Let me let me make okay. my Paul argument. It's Are you also voting for Patrick? Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 I was say, like, let me make Patrick certainly on Patrick that list is a shoe in this year. He's the Kibler of this year. Everyone who wanted to, I told, I said if Kibler didn't win Austin, if Kibler didn't even top eight Austin, I would have still voted. Tried to vote him in. The uh, Patrick is the Kibler of this year. So the. Uh, Except the Guillaume. Waffle Tapa might be the. I will throw that podcaster. First of all, I'm Please. not voting for I'm him. I'm definitely voting for Waffle. Okay. I don't have anything against Waffle, but I'm not voting for him. This is why. The Euros are going to vote him in anyway. Okay? okay. I'd rather vote in Paul. This is this is why this is why I think you should vote in Paul. If Paul had won one of two games of Magic the Gathering, not matches, games of Magic the Gathering, everyone would be voting him in. One of two different games. It wouldn't even be close. Everyone would vote for him, okay? So you're saying we're going to penalize somebody's entire career on the fact that he didn't win a game, in one case because he was busy winning three other games, and then he got double... Ma- Every one of us knows what it's like to be manuscrewed. None of us know what it's like to be manuscrewed in the spot that Paul was manuscrewed in consecutively. He didn't even deserve to not win those games. If he wins one of two different games in two different tournaments, by, by, the, way, by the way, he also could have just drawn Hero of Oxidrage and won. And one. Here, here. By the way, remember, remember when we were talking about the card. I never time? said it was bad. I said it wasn't mythic. <laughs> I, 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 everyone's like, "What do you think it's?" I don't think it's bad. It just doesn't seem mythic to me. It would have been pretty mythic if he'd drawn it. If he had seen, I would have rescinded. If if, uh, <laughs> if he had drawn it there, but. Change that would have been the best time for me to come back to the booth. Like, change my mind. <laughs> that one's mythic. But anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> just that one gets the purple. Uh, so you get you look. You could win a game here or a game here in two different tournaments the same weekend. Sure. Every one of us would be voting for him. So we also have, this is about this isn't about like voting for one game. This is about voting for somebody's career. The fact that you can, you cannot crystallize away. You can't penalize him. But, but he, same, but he was busy winning three what? other games. That's why he didn't win this game. Can you make the same claim then for Ben Stark? Yeah, I think that Ben is definitely in the conversation. I, I don't think I can, in good conscience, vote for all three of them this year. But I think once once Paul and and Patrick get in, I think that you push for Ben. Because the fact is, all the guys we've been voting for, on, what we've been voting for for years, are not as good I, as I, Paul I, and Ben. I, I, I love Paul, but I mean, Paul just—I don't think Paul has He's the a, career. An animal. Though. He doesn't have the career. Though. He has 
Who cares? He has the career now. He has a year and a half. Okay. What if he... Winning consecutive pro tours doesn't mean anything. What if he had done that? No one would be arguing right, that the fact that he should vote him in. What if Paul had lost one more game? You know, what if he had lost playing for top eight in one of these tournaments? But he didn't. He, you know who he beat to make top but eight? But he did. LSD. Interesting. But he didn't. He also I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I haven't, I haven't done my math on it yet. Like, I just, I'm not going to vote for Paul over, say, Steve-O. I'm still voting for Steve-O. Okay. I don't I'm voting for Steve, Chris, Paul, Pat, and Anton, I think. Yeah. What about Osip? And what about Heezy? Oh, God, I forgot about you. <laughs> like, I I'm not voting for over them. Like, I think that Paul is still in the prime of his career. Like, there's You no actually get Dex to... into the Hall of Fame page if you vote for Osip. I have Dex in the Hall of Fame page already. <laughs> the thing is, like, about, I don't if think... Osip has to make it in. It is it's not just about, you know, whatever. Like, I don't see any reason why Paul won't just, like, you know... All right, I'll vote for Osip. Sorry, Anton. Beatty. <laughs> Beatty have convinced me not to vote for I'm Anton. I'm not saying you shouldn't vote for Anton. You just did. You said I get decks in the Hall of Fame page. <laughs> Hot buttons. I, just, I mean, Paul. Like, I, I was thinking about that today, and I was reading Paul's summer report, and he's like, "By my own admission, I don't really build decks. I don't really prepare a lot." Like, I mean, he's his play against Patrick in the quarterfinals, though, was so yeah, it's just read was un- wicked. It's so unreal. I felt so bad about it, like. Because like, I don't want to bash Patrick. Like Patrick is obviously playing awesome magic. He, all he, it's weekend. not bashing someone when you point out someone else is better. Or better in this game or in, in, in this in, instance. In those, in those two games, in games two and three, Paul, and I think Patrick even said it himself in his tournament report, like he was just watching someone playing at the absolute apex of the game. Like he, he just was unreal. Patrick had a goal. And in a goal setting, you're like, well, you can't you can't aim to make top eight. You aim to make top eight, you fall straight, make top six games, no big deal. You aim to win the tournament, you aim to do something else, you make top eight. It's a good failure. Patrick's goal was not to win this pro tour. His goal wasn't to make top eight. I think his goal was to like, clinch Hall of Fame, and I think he's going to get that. So um, I think everyone was waiting for an excuse to vote Patrick in, and they have their excuse now. You guys agree with that? I, I, even, I, I think that there's a, a, a scrum of people. Yeah. And it's it's. I mean, Patrick has two his two top eight since his return. It's it, it's certainly very very. His intangibles are high on the. Like, his intangibles are very high. I'm definitely voting for Patrick. Yeah. The only person I know I'm voting for for sure is Steve. Is Steve? <laughs> you gotta vote for Chris still, right? What? You gotta vote. For Chris. I probably can't vote for Chris this year. I don't have. I just clearly not room for Chris this year. And and the reality is, Chris and Steve have been stealing votes from each other. For like, I, I disagree. Every year, Steve of the made that argument. To, this Steve made that argument to me. And I said that's not true because everyone who votes for Chris pretty much votes for Steve. No, I don't think. That, I don't think. But I don't. Yeah, think Easy voted true. for Chris and not Steve. That's true. Yeah, I don't think that that's true. And I mean, like the thing is, Chris. Is, Chris said he's going to go to 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 London. But like, Steve's actually just done more than Chris since the Hall of Fame. He won a Grand Prix. Yeah, <laughs> with a Matt Wang tied behind his back. <laughs> I mean. I think you have to vote for Paul. I just, I, I just looking at it. Like, I, I, he certainly, he certainly Paul's better than people I've voted for in the past. That's why I think you have to vote for Paul. But why? Because you've made poor life decisions. No, my my ballots are always awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Maybe I should just list the people I haven't voted for. You tell me if they're the people who are on your list of people who shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Because <laughs> there's lots of them. I can tell you which ones I haven't voted for. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I made really bad life decisions. Yes. <laughs> not in Hall of, I'm, my first year Hall of Fame ballot was not great, but I mean, I voted for Hammer, Dave. 
Uh, but I think most of my ballots have been pretty much what people... I, I think that my ballots are, for the most part, uh, although they're gamed up, you know. Like, I obviously game. You, sure. you can't not game because the Euros game. That's the... It's a problem. If you don't game, you just basically I don't think, I don't murder think, the process. I honestly don't think... I mean, I think that there's this perception that the Euros 25% game... 25% of the Hall of Fame does not belong in the Hall of Fame on merit. I, I think that there's a perception just, that the Euros game... There. The thing is that there's just not as many Euros on the ballot. Like, the, the Euros that are on the ballot are, are much more... So what you're saying for, is because for them to those people are from Europe, they all vote together for people who are a smaller number of people I'm on the ballot? That's say, not gaming? I'm, saying, I'm not sure what that no, is supposed to No, what I'm saying be. is if, if there were fewer Americans on the ballot... You would accuse Americans of gaming. The problem is there's so many qualified American players on the ballot, especially, especially still from the early years of the Pro Tour, the, that have hung on. The problem is the reason I vote for Chris every year is because I should have voted for Chris earlier. And if more people voted correct, I mean, I voted badly in the, early, in the first year. I, I should I should. If we just for, voted, I voted correctly for in the first year, then we, none of us would have, be having this conversation, which is the reason why even if he didn't win Austin, I would have tried to get Kibler in. Like, we just, the only strat, there is only one strategy, and that's to get people off the ballot so they're not cannibalizing votes from each other. We, sh- we can get six people in every year, and they're all good. All the people we vote for are good. There's like a perception among the people who don't have votes that, like, we're voting for people who don't belong there. I mean, I've read all kinds of stuff. There's a reason those people don't have votes. And in my opinion, in my opinion, there's way too many people who do have votes. I think I think the, the voting class would be about 25% of how big it is now. I think 75% of the voting class is just does nothing but make it impossible. Uh, I think I think the players' ballot is tricky, just because some I mean, random level two judge shouldn't have the same amount of force what, as Scafalias on. on what, the, what? There are no random level two judges who have votes. See, there's all kinds of people who are like random. Everyone, random everyone people. Who's a judge who has a vote is someone who. How, okay, I'm sorry. How about everyone who's in media who has a vote? Go look in that that murderer's row. Those guys should have the same amount of vote as Scaff. I mean, they should have more of a vote than Scaff. To be honest, he invented the Pro Tour. Yeah, and Scaff hasn't paid attention to the Pro Tour in probably since he showed up in Yokohama right, to watch right. John get inducted. <laughs> they, they should have as much vote as Randy. They should have as much vote as Aaron. They should have as much vote as you. I'm not even talking about myself. I'm talking about look at the ballots that some of these people send in. They're just jackass words. Like it. It's just like, like I don't understand the theory behind this ballot. Like the, the ballot somebody writes in is like, I'm voting for Mike Long because when I first started reading about magic artists before they let me write them on this third tier magic site, people talked about him for cheating. So I'm going to write. I'm going to vote him in now. But, I mean, you know, I have no problem with people voting in Mike Long. I've considered it myself. That's not a very good reason to vote for Mike Long. True I mean, or false? People, people and they go write a report about why they're voting this way. Underscore the the word fame in, in the Pro Tour Hall of Fame ballot, right? I mean, like I mean that's Mark Rosewater's ongoing. Sort of there's a very clear delineation of what we're supposed to vote for. There's five points that we're supposed to vote for. Sure. And there, a lot of people vote for things that are not one of those five points or five of those five points. Well, they just they just they their perception of fame. It's not about being weighted differently. It's about these are the five things you're allowed to vote for, and people okay. don't vote for things not on that list, or they ignore things on that list. You were supposed to vote for tournament performance, play skill, integrity, sportsmanship, intangible contributions to the game. Right. Those are tangible contributions to the game. Intangible contributions to the game is like what Bram Snapfangers or Patrick Chapin does, not. I mean, why, being rumored for why, doing uh, unsavory why, things. But I mean, but. And, and far be it for me to ever defend a vote for Mike Long, because... I'm the, I've I would, never done it, but I've considered doing it, you know? I mean, th- my, my reasons for not voting for Mike Long have to do with the fact that Mike Long made people not want to play Magic. 
in my immediate area and affected you know people's decisions about whether or not they would show up to our tournament. But the thing the thing is, there's people who vote for Mike because he. They feel he has intangibles. He wrote about magic. He, he, you know, there there are people who credit their magic careers to Mike Long, in terms of like they're like, well, I learned about how to play magic from Mike Long and his products. I, I mean, mean, I mean, he certainly, certainly, if you're going to say, you can't dismiss intangibles when people talk about voting for Mike Long because that's that's usually what they're voting for. On Mike. I mean, but people are people allowed to dismiss turn? I mean, how about play skill? You just ignore play skill. But if you talk to people about play skill, Mike was one of the best. Oh, I'm not talking time. about Mike. I'm talking about all these other votes that are out. You know, like, I, I don't know. And one thing, all right, like, one of the most important things to me is integrity. Like, if I don't think that I can, like, close my eyes for, like, two minutes during a match against the player, <laughs> I'm not going to vote for them. <laughs> all right, never mind. I voted for all kinds of people who I would not close my eyes to. I, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't. But I never voted for someone who I knew for a fact was, you know, filthy. I don't think. Really? I don't think so. I, re- I, I removed my vote for Saito before the votes went, went live. I changed it over to Anton. That's, you know, I mean, I voted for people like who people tell me all the time have unsavory reputations, but. Anton was so close to top in Paris. I know. You think that's. I think. How is Anton not a lock? He's European. He has, I don't know, because they collude so much, probably. <laughs> they just get all the Europeans in. They did. They got Bram in. I mean, Bram, Bram has a tremendous amount of support outside of European. How, how, how many Hall of Famers last year? Three, four? Four. How many were European? Uh, it was... Sweet. Who is... Bram, Gabe... I mean... Calling the Steve European. I mean, every, if you don't vote for Gabe, you're kind of no. But like calling him you European is, and that's a little bit shaky. Who who was in that last year? Bram, Gabe, Kibler, mm-hmm. and Saito. And Saito. That's it. That and was, Saito was, was removed. Yeah, it was three, then four, then three. So two thirds. Like Gabe is more American than a lot of Amer- Americans I know. What's that mean? He's very American. I don't understand what that means. He has an American like he, girlfriend. And he spends like months a year living in America. I mean, the, the reality is you, you don't count him as being sort of voted in by the Europeans. No, it's everyone like votes him in. Conspiracy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think that there's any conspiracy over Gabe. Other players, I think it's hard to argue. <laughs> it's pretty hard. Let's say one or two ballots back. I think it's certain players that get to the Hall of Fame. Or of less caliber than many players who have not gotten to the Hall of Fame, or other players who got into the same years as them. You pick which ones those might be. But anyway. um, All right, sorry, changing the topic. Changing the topic. What beats Callblade? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I mean, you play Boros? That seems good. Like Bar- and Boros, Boros, obviously. Callblade built for the mirror. <laughs> I mean, I'm playing Pyromancer Ascension in the Titan tournament in two weeks. You haven't come close to losing to Callblade in the game. Really? You can't really lose. It's basically impossible. Your opponent goes, like, squadron hockey. You win on the spot. Like, you archive trap them at least once. You, sometimes you just... If you flip the sword of Feast and Famine, they can't win. So, um... And if they don't, if you don't put the sword of peace, famine, they're usually they're just completely eviscerated. Like you let them go through, they usually only get one squadron. The, 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 
they don't have a tremendous amount of resiliency in terms of, like, it's really all about the sword. Like, if you could deal with the sword, I feel like Crush might actually be good. Like, I have Jace, they have Jace. You know, so it's they, cheap. Like, yeah, or, nature, or Nature's Claim, for that matter. Nature's Claim actually They can't beat you with a Gideon. Like, you have, like, a, Gideon's way too slow to beat a combo deck. Gideon's and, really good. Like, it's terrible. It's good against decks that are designed to attack you, not against a combo deck with Into the Royal. Tuned Valakit might be good. You know what's the easiest deck in the world to beat with Pyromancer Ascension? Valakit. Those are two separate yeah. like <laughs> discussions, though. Uh, I'm just saying, like, I think your Pyromancer's Ascension deck is probably strong. But you have like total repositioning cyborg just to kill aggro decks, like Slagstorm, Pyroplasm. Main deck already have Lightning Bolt and Into the Royal. Which just like kill everything that, and just kill them. Like there's not, there's not that many ways to destroy pyromancer. Essentially, they don't, they don't have um, oblivion ring anymore. So what, what, what about nature's claim? The decks that people play can't play nature's claim, or they don't play nature's claim. Valakit's going to. Valakit like has to, right? Yeah. Like you just have to deal with the sword. I mean, you also don't need, you also don't need uh, pyromancer essentially right, to that, beat Valakit. Actually, typically the. Sort of the way these pro tours go, like, Valakit's the number one deck in terms of volume of decks played at Paris. A deck that's right? good against it is the one that wins. Or and, and then, well, no, what I'm saying is, and then people like Callblade wins in the hands of like incredibly skilled pilots, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just like seriously, like. Yeah, like Louis Scott Vargas, Ben Stark, <laughs> Brian Kibler. Like, this is ridiculously elite class of pilots. Um. And, I mean, although to be argued, like certainly some of the players who, who, I mean, there's also pilots who are elevated by the deck. I mean, not even being Tom Martell. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean Martell's never had a top eight before, right? Like, I'm very happy for Tom. I'm super happy for him, but I'm like, hi, Mrs. Martell. Hey, Mrs. Martell. Mom Martell. <laughs> but like the the deck clearly the deck of the pros. Clearly, no, no clearly the deck was just that. like, I mean, he was sick as a dog, and he's <laughs> oh, he yeah. almost beat yeah. Ben. Yeah. Like, he actually spent the day before the Pro Tour just lying in bed, wrapped in blankets, sweating, and, like, crying a little bit. <laughs> so it's just a, a, a Saturday. <laughs> the, uh, Was there Han next to him? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, but multiple players. Like, uh, Eric Landry's, like... Gets, Was he, uh, Eric had, like, the... Top, Eric, yeah, top, top 16. But that's in case, like, the random mortar pod instead of the... Whatever, but I'm saying, but like he clearly has like he clearly has the access to the right deck, and the deck sort of you know buoys him up. But so anyway, um, yeah. But 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 to me, it seems like isn't it then classically like the next you know you get big event, you get some big standard event post, and like Valakit will clearly just like have eight spots in the top eight, (laughs) (laughs) and like nobody playing Callblade will. I mean the although Shaheen Sarani said. Did you see his post? No. He's like, I'm gonna play Callblade. He's basically gonna play Callblade until he can't play with Feast, Sword of Feast and Famine anymore. It's so good. Yeah, he he was like just because that card's insane. Raving about it. Steve and I were talking about this last week. I think like people who think that Sword of Body and Mind is like the same caliber of card. Like that was actually a discussion on Twitter last week. Like Sword, Sword of Body and Mind. Sword really of Body and Mind clearly has some jobs that it is perfectly. It's not positioned for. Conrad it, it, Cole does some, said, it does some things perfectly. The thing is, it's more of a sideboard. It's a side sword. It, well, this is what this is what Conrad Cole says. Say you had a card that said, put a 2-2 wolf into play and mill your opponent for 10. How much does that card cost? He said maybe 3. I think it might be 2. 
Because, like, knowing you're, like, we used to not want to play. That's a completely disingenuous argument. It's not. It is, because protection from blue and green is relevant. Plus two, plus two is relevant. Protection from blue and green is more relevant than protection from blue and black. No, of course it's not. No, we're just zeroing out the abilities. The other stuff is all, all even. Protection from black is probably more desirable than protection from blue, and I'm giving it to this card for free. That the other card has a better ability than this? Tell you what, we'll I, pretend I, it doesn't have a better ability. I'm just saying, how much does a freaking wolf that mills for ten cost you? Two mana? I think legit, people wouldn't play Broken Ambitions. They don't actually really want to make their opponent's game better by milling a card for them. So, like, there's that. What's discard a card, untap all your lands? How much is that worth? Five? At least four? Discard a card, untap all your lands? No, I mean, it's worth whatever you pay for it, right? Like, because yeah. you're untapping all your lands. No, but, <laughs> no, that's the point. But think, it's really powerful ability, right? No, it's not. You can't cost it at two. Once you have four mana and you cost it at two, like, you have a no, water no, I'm saying, I'm saying it's worth, I mean, you'd happily pay six for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really powerful. It's way more than two or three mana. The cards are simply not comparable to each other. Right, although again, disingenuous, right? It's not like it's not like discard a card, untap all your mana. It's like discard a card, untap all your mana during your next main phase. Which is very different than untap all your mana. It's it's very different. I mean reset is even more prohibitive than that. you can only do it during your opponent's upkeep. Sure. And people made broken combo decks. But I'm saying there's no there's well, not really more of a like seedborn music thing than a turnabout early harvest you thing. That's also very powerful. Sure. It's Way very more powerful. powerful than making a wolf. It's very powerful. I, I agree. <laughs> like, when you get hit by it, then your opponent's like, your opponent's like, mm, Gideon, attack you, untap, chase. Yeah. I don't think I've won any games like, that I've been hit with it once. It's really insane. It's like, it's pretty. Well, that already you know, means you had nothing. You, you, also don't yeah, lose, like, you also don't lose games. You don't win games where your opponent hits you with sort of body of mind. Like, I've won tons of games where my opponent hits me with sort of body Generally, of mind. do not win those games either. I disagree. <laughs> I, I, it just doesn't matter that much. I mean, real games that you're. Like, in a real game, if your opponent hits you with a sort of body of mind, you're not winning. A lot of the time, you let them hit you with a sort of body of mind because it doesn't matter. If the sort of body of mind is in. The game in a real game, yeah. it's because it's relevant against you. Sword of Body of Mind's not in the game. Like you're playing like some some other matchup. Like it's not. It's staying in the sideboard. Like the fact is, if they bring in Sword of Body of Mind, it's because it's good against you. And if it hits you, it's really bad news. I mean, I don't know. Haven't you won a lot of games? You were hit by Sword of Fire and Ice. I've won lots of games. I've been hit by Sword of Fire and Ice. But these swords are very different. Totally different. These swords, but that's these like swords the most are very different. Yeah, but, but that sword is much more powerful than these swords. Creatures weren't as good back then. The abilities on Sword of Fire. Yeah, and Ice but are creatures unreal. weren't that good. Like they weren't like they weren't like. What's just the different. default creature that held a Sword of Fire and Ice? That's an easy answer. Some sort of goblin. No. Or some sort of goblin. Troll ascetic is a. Oh sure. Okay. Creatures are not so much better than troll aesthetic, okay? I mean, right, they're not so much be, better I mean, than troll aesthetic. On Bella says it would be good if it could gain a hundred. <laughs> That's what she how said. About, how about Thrun? Like, they're not that much better than troll aesthetic. What about Thrun's Thrun? not that good. I mean, he costs it's four. Not good. It's not that good. Costing four is way worse than costing three. How much it's better? Like is basically it the same as costing six. It's infinite better than troll aesthetic. Troll than. It's, right? o- it's only better than Troll Aesthetic if you have to block. Look, the problem with Troll Aesthetic is... Or if you- your opponent plays Pyroclasm the turn you play it, yeah, but or... Troll Aesthetic and Pyroclasm weren't really played at the same time. It's different now because Pyroclasm is legal. 
Pyroclasm wasn't legal when Trollocetic was was in play. I mean, it was in other formats where no one would ever play Pyroclasm. Like, you wouldn't Pyroclasm in Extended. You're just way better cards you could play. What do you think? What? what blind work? Ooh. Which, <laughs> uh, somebody played that against me last night, and I conceded on the second turn when he he nature's claimed my my uh, pyromancer attention. I'm like, I could play through this, but I don't really want to. We make that deck work. Like, I mean, you have red for like you have pyroclasm for all of the like you just have to deal with the play. you get to shatter planeswalkers. Yeah, but the problem is you have to draw your cards in the right order with that deck. Cause That's fine. I mean, it was. I, I honestly think Will It Blend was the best Jace deck ever. Yeah? Yeah. It used all the Jace abilities all the time. And we can make it, like, you can actually make it blue green now. All right. All right. I want to I wanna break for dinner soon. You could run Acidic Slime, and you could run Viridian Corruptor, Good. and you could run Nature's Claim. Because that list sitting quietly listening to iPod for however long we've been, so I want to go break for dinner in a minute. I just want to bring this up from front of Steve. How expensive can your cards be in Legacy? Legacy Grand Prix Champion. Were you the first Legacy Grand Prix Champion? Second, third, third, third. <laughs> you're, you're Who were the first two? John Sonny and Helmut Summersberg. Helmut Summersberg. All right, so, sure. so you're still a fairly early Legacy. Grand who would be? Who has a, a pro tour top eight? Like, the, like when you're looking through the list of pro tour top eight people, <laughs> yeah. most pro point to add a pro tour top eight, you're like, oh, obviously Helmut Summersberg. No, he has a top eight. He's like a world. The top boss eight. has a has a top eight. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't the realize boss. the boss had one. The I boss did. is so good. So, uh, so he can't be on your list. Yeah, it's a top eight. So, um, so here's my question. How expensive can cards be that you actually want to cast? I'm not talking about, like, you don't really cast a whatever that name is. Desire type yeah, card. You, like a t- you, you, yeah. Mind you, Desire, you want to cast, right? Well, you're not really. No, you, you you're pro- cheating that. You progressively cast it. You don't. I'm not talking about cheating a card in a flash. You progressively right. cast a card. How expensive can it be in a realistic um, Is four okay? Four is a lot. Four is a I mean, lot. People like, play Jace, though, right? So we were having a discussion. Again, I'll tell you why we're having this discussion in a second. I was like, I'm not sure at what clip people are playing Jace a lot and extended that Jace is actually good in their decks versus they're just Jace addicts. And... Because I want to play Tezzeret, and I told Brian this cards that I wanted to play, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm just not, I'm a little skeptical if on four. All right, we're gonna go to Curry in a minute, okay? Um, <laughs> that was got up. So here's my deck. I'm also quite hungry and yeah. making similar grumpy faces. Here's my deck. <laughs> four senses dividing top, four counterbalance, painter servant, Steve sold. grindstone. You know how much grindstone costs? Two. One. Which means you can get the uh, trinket yeah. mage. Cost three, right? What? Three to cast, one to activate. No, one, <laughs> one to cast, three to activate. Interesting. Uh, so, Pinder Servant, that Doctor Foundry, Sword Combo, all those combos, four Chrome Mocks, and mm-hmm. your explosives. So you have a million artifacts. Here's the clincher: Tezzeret, eight artifacts. Agent of Bolas. Agent yeah. of Bolas. So you never, you're just like always hitting. You like set set up for ultimate really quickly. You, all you have to do is like lock your opponent down with. Uh, with uh, um, and obviously Dark, Dark Confidant as well. Dark Confidant, Trinket Mage, and um, uh, Counterbalance top combo. Mm-hmm. You like lock down the board. You only need to have control for like one or two turns. You either kill them with Painter Servant combo, or kill them with Doctor um, Foundry combo, or just ultimate them with Tezzeret. But like here's like there's the subtle stuff, right? So you like three, just five them with your you know. Whatever it is, like yeah, it's your lands. <laughs> you can like have a top to five five block, put it back yeah. on top of your deck. Like so, here, here's like the subtle stuff. Obviously, you have like senses divining top plus counterbalance, senses divining top plus plus uh, dark confidant, trinket mage plus grindstone, trinket mage plus senses divining top. How about this one? Senses divining top plus tezzeret. 
So you're like EOT, look at the top three. There's no artifacts and whatever. Mike, Mike, is, draw, Mike is Mike is overly excited about this interaction. It's a very very like fine distinction between doing this and actually just. Brian thinks it looking at like, eight cards to draw a card. Uh, eight, eight, sorry. Eight, you look at eight cards, draw a card for one mana. He thinks that it's not good, and I leveled up Tezzeret a little bit. This is like two minutes after Mike was going off on some weird rant about Jace addicts. No, no, I'm just saying that's why I'm asking you. Like, oh. like, I'm like, I, no, I, I want to play this, but I, I think this is expensive. really good in Legacy. Yeah, so like, what if we play this deck? It seems awesome to me. Like, and, oh yeah, I think it needs tuning, but yeah. yeah honestly, I, I, saw, I saw Drew Love and I went to ship it. How many lands? Like 19 lands, 4 Chrome Mox? Is that... Yeah, that's fine to cast four drops in a format full of ports and wastelands. I'm not masking. No, it's not fine. (laughs) (laughs) My other cards are super cheap. Yeah, it's not. Fine. I think. What about what what about enlightened tutor? Do you think that's good in this deck? This is this this is how you always hook Steve in any in any discussion about legacy. You just say what about enlightened tutor, and then Steve signs onto the deck. Steve, what about you? Be enlightened tutor with actual no enchantments or artifacts. There's probably one probably play. (laughs) One mode. One mode. See here. Here, but here's the thing. You have enlightened tutors, right? Yeah. Four engineered plagues in the sideboard. So you just like draw a plague and then tutor for the second plague. It already was a <laughs> How about that? How about scoops up half the format right there? Boop, boom, half the format. Goodbye. Two cards. And by yeah. two cards, I mean I one. I know. Card. I know how many cards it takes. <laughs> Play a lot of engineered plagues. Like, how, how about this one? How about this one? Like trinket mage, go get a grindstone block, untap. Enlightened tutor for my painter servant. Bloop, bloop, play it. Dead? Dead? You're dead. I think you don't have enough mana. I, I'm, I have to be dead. I get an, If I get untap, I win. Or I had a mox. Mox! <laughs> he fist pumps me on the mox. Boom. <laughs> That's only because you had your fist up about eye level. I was actually blocking you from your finger. What do you think? What do you think? Like I mean, you had me, and then you lost me, and then you had me again. Wait, but you know why? You know why this deck's gonna be good? Because we're gonna go get Lucky Curry right now. Yeah, so we're gonna Lucky Curry right now. No, no. All right, we're gonna break space in the hall here.